Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Neighborhood Watch. I'm your host, Josh Neighbors. Joining us today is Dama More of the Hartford Current. He covers all things UConn. And so today's conversation, it's a Big 12 podcast, UConn-related guest. We talked about San Diego State. There's a lot of talk about you know, the Pac-12 schools, but there's been a lot of talk about the other schools outside of the Pac that could be joining the Big 12. And UConn obviously fits that profile in multiple ways. Dom, first of all, thanks for being here. And just want to ask you, how real, how real kind of are these conversations, are these talks? Uh, let's kind of get a basis first for, you know, hey, could this actually happen? It could actually happen. Uh, I mean, I think the talks are uh, are real, but I think they're still in the uh, exploratory stage as opposed to actually uh you know, closing in on, on an agreement of some kind. I, I think any type of agreement is probably somewhat in the future, but I do think that the possibility is real. I think the interest is real. And I think uh, the, the, the process of exploring it uh, is real. So let's go from the UConn perspective. Um, the Big East been pretty good to them from a basketball standpoint, right? Right. Um, let's, let's go from that direction. I mean, they fit, being an AFS champion, I guess, makes them fit the profile of a Big 12 school because Big 12 was, had the last couple had a team in the right. run before that. Basketball-wise, it's a fit, right? It's a lot of traveling involved, sure. Right. But basketball-wise, do you think UConn sees value in being part of what is, I think, I think still believed to be the best basketball conference in the country? Uh, well, I think they still they see about $30 million worth of value a year right. in making right. change. That would be the reason for doing it. You know, to, to give you a little bit of the of – the, some of the history that that's behind all this, uh, you know, in the original big East, which obviously was perfect for UConn because it was perfect for both basketball and football. Uh, you know, UConn made the decision to upgrade its football to FBS and the big East wanted them to do it because they wanted to keep Boston college and Syracuse and Pittsburgh and those schools in the conference. And when a couple of schools left, uh, the Big East actually prevailed upon UConn to speed up the timetable and become an FBS school a couple of years earlier than, than they were going to. Uh, as it turned out, those football playing schools left the Big East and went to the ACC or the Big Ten or the, or in the case of West Virginia, the, the, the Big 12. Uh, and UConn was kind of left holding the bag. Uh, so then the Big East tried to recruit other football playing schools like Tulane and Tulsa, et cetera. So the, the basketball schools, the so-called Catholic seven, they left, formed their own conference, negotiated to, to obtain the Big East name, and they didn't invite UConn. So UConn found itself in the American Athletic Conference, just kind of shuffled there. And, you know, UConn wasn't about to drop football in 2012 when they had just won the, uh, the league and played in the Fiesta Bowl. So UConn ends up in the American. Uh, after seven years, it was clear that UConn just was not a fit for the American. The travel was killing a lot of their sports. The rivalries, they weren't selling tickets, even for basketball in, in, in Connecticut. Uh, 
to play the schools of the American. So it made sense for them to, you know what, we got to save our basketball by going back to the new Big East and football, we'll just have to figure it out later. So that's kind of where they are right now. Football, uh, the hiring of Jim Mora was a masterstroke by UConn, and he certainly brought new credibility to their football program. And now the possibility exists that, you know, UConn looks a lot better to some of the Power Five conferences than maybe they did a few years ago. So that's where UConn is right now. And I think the, the fear in Connecticut is that if they were to make a move to the Big 12, that it would be a repeat of the American, because the Big 12 now has a number of schools that were in the American, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati. Does UConn want to go back to playing those schools uh, in order to save its football or to enhance right. its football or grow its football? And the idea now, the thing is, it would bring so much more money to the school than the Big mm -hmm. East does that you'd be a fool not to consider it. The question then becomes, Josh, is there a third option out there, such as maybe the ACC loses schools and now the ACC wants UConn, or maybe some amalgam of the Big East and the ACC that allows UConn to go back to something close to what it originally plan to have and play those biggie schools in basketball and play Syracuse and, and Boston college and, and Pittsburgh and football. So, you know, I, I think the thing for UConn is where they had been kind of tugged around and jerked around and maybe pushed into places they didn't want to be. At least UConn can now make a decision from strength. They're in a good place right now. It's a question of whether they can be in a better place. And also of course, the financials that go around that, such as, the money it's going to cost to leave the Big East and how soon that could be offset by the increase of, of your revenue from a new, a new look Big 12. So are folks around UConn's program happy about where they, I mean, programs, plural, yeah. about hap, happy about their station in athletic life right now? They have to be. I mean, they're one of only a handful of schools that were in that, that have gone, went deep into both men's and women's basketball tournaments, made a bowl game. Uh, have gone deep into the NCAA baseball every year, uh, and they're very and they're also a very a, a solid uh, hockey East hockey school. Don't forget, so UConn is is good in a lot of sports. They're nationally competitive in a lot of sports. It's costing them a lot of money, however. They had a, uh, they've had big deficits in the athletic program, even bigger than what's normal in in college athletics. Some of that is due to some one-shot costs, like getting out of the American or paying off Kevin Ollie his contract. Yeah, that's 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 the really big one, right? The right. Kevin Ollie thing. I mean, that's, those bird. things are now off the books. But still, you know, you if UConn uh, to sustain the the level of competitiveness that it has in so many sports, it's got to look toward a, a Power Five revenue payday, uh, which is never going to happen in the Big East. So fans are very happy where they are. They like their, they like certainly the competitiveness that UConn has in so many sports and they love being in the big East fans in Connecticut want to see UConn play Providence and Villanova and St. John's, et cetera. Uh, and they want to play their conference tournament in Madison square garden. Every right. Year. And the question is, does the emotion of that, does having that wonderful week to drink in New York, offset maybe making 30 million a year more 
and having that week in Kansas City. So, well, you know, but my question is about New York City is because I think UConn, I think that's what re- that's what it represents in yes. a lot of ways, right? Brett Yomark is somebody that obviously you know is familiar with New York City, uh, the time of the Brooklyn Nets. Very much, I th- I think he is a basketball fan. I think calling him a hoop head would be pretty fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and obviously, and UConn, I mean, on top of the world right now, and when it comes to basketball, um, that what what is UConn's role in the New York City sports uh, sports market? Because I, I've spent some time there. I, I interned there. I'm a New York Mets fan. Like, kind of understanding it's complicated. But whenever somebody's like Syracuse, New York City's team, you're kind of like, ah. It's- not really true. Like Syracuse is pretty freaking far away. It's also not, you know, that's not this yeah. large public university in New York, in New York, it's a private school. It's pretty expensive. Right. So like, what is, so folks in the big 12 country understand what is UConn's spot in that tri-state area in, in New York city? What is, what does that look like? Well, what it looks like is I think UConn has some popularity in New York city. There are a lot of new, of UConn alums in New York city <clears throat> and a lot of Connecticut people, who have either moved or work in New York City. So UConn has a following in New York. And when UConn plays in the garden, it fills the garden because it's so easy for people in Connecticut to hop on a commuter train and get there. But the idea that that New York is really home territory for UConn or that UConn is is, uh, New York's team, I think is a little bit overblown. For even even as a longtime Connecticut and Southern Connecticut, right, guy, right, I think that's that's a little bit overblown because first of all, I don't think the New York market has much interest in college football. So if Rutgers playing big a Big Ten schedule, no, really no. deliver. I, I think it's pretty it's pretty it's been pretty borne out. It's no. evident. No, it doesn't, it doesn't deliver the New York market in a big right. way. Certainly, UConn football is not. Uh, UConn basketball will deliver some share of the New York market to the Big 12. No question about that. But keep in mind that if New York has a home team in college basketball, it's really St. John's. St. John's has been dormant for a long time. You may have heard they have a new coach. I've heard. And uh, who's going to rejuvenate. New York, the St. John's, especially within the five boroughs and with regard to its relationship to Madison Square Garden. So there's there's a limit to how much UConn could certainly bring some of it. And if you want to have a piece of the pie, if you want to have, uh, you know, your 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 tentacles reach into New York City, UConn would be the logical way to do it for the Big 12. But you have to be careful not to overstate, overestimate just how much impact that would have to the Big 12. Right. I think, here's what I think. I think Brett Yormark sees, closes his eyes, and he sees the best college basketball conference in the country using UConn as almost an excuse to help them take their place at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know, and and here's the thing. I think a Big 12 basketball tournament at MSG would be incredibly well attended. The fan bases here would, they would, uh, Kansas, uh, Baylor, I think you'd say, oh, but Iowa State, those people, they can get after. They would love to go and fill Mass Square Garden. I think that's what Brett Yormark sees. I think he sees the opportunity there because, you know, and I don't, I don't want to transition all the way to football yet, but like that, that football is not why they'd be doing this. Yeah. And so I, I think the ability, 
they're already doing some events in, in New York City. But I think the ability to go to the Northeast, to have an excuse to play at the world's most famous arena, to, to stake your claim as the best basketball conference in the country, playing in the world's most famous arena in the backyard, functionally, I guess you could say, of one of the top programs in your league. I think that's what he sees. Do you, do you kind of agree with that or do you, do you see him different? Well, ways? if it's what he sees uh, and he's pursuing that uh, more power to him, I think getting Madison square garden to turn its back on the big East and put the big 12 in there would be a, right. a tough sell. I, now this did happen. The big 10 to this one year, right? Where they went a week early, I right. believe, and did their tournament. Madison now, square garden. Now, I don't if, think that was super if, long yeah, time. Big 12 willing to do that. That would certainly work. But I think, you know, maybe the Barclays Center would be more realistic. Don't forget, there's there's also a uh, a new a new arena at uh, at Belmont. Long Island, right? In Long although, Island. You know, although I would I would shudder to have to go there. I don't think the Big 12 is going to be going to Long Island to play, to play their, their conference basketball tournament. Yeah. There's the you know, I, I don't I don't see them going to the Prudential Center in Newark. Um so yeah, if they if, if getting UConn could put the Big 12 tournament in Madison Square Garden would be great. But I think that would be much easier said than done at this point, especially if the Garden is already upset that UConn left the Big East. They right. might not be all that, you know. But, you know, oh, I, welcome back. <laughs> right. But I do think right. that but UConn is going to play some guys. I think they're playing Gonzaga there uh, in a couple of years, they're playing Gonzaga in Seattle and New York. So those are going to be those, you know, the, so. You know, UConn's got a relationship there, and they do. But I think the main draw of UConn at Madison Square Garden is the fans from Connecticut that they bring, not that people in, in you know, in the pubs and and and, right. and lunch counters in in Midtown Manhattan are, are are talking UConn all day when they're talking Yankees and Mets and and Giants. Yeah, and, I, I think I think a big part of it too is like with with guys who are my you know I'm 26, so people my age, you tell me, you'd say Big East basketball. Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. the newer generation, we we think Shabazz Napier, we think Kemba Walker, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we that's kind of what we grew up as. I, I think there's a big part of that. Let's let's do football because th this has been my reason why I have I've not loved this because Kansas is in this league and I love Lance Biopol. He's done a really good job there, and I hope Kansas football ascends. Um, while UConn season last year was very very strong. If I took you back to before last season and said in five years, where is UConn football? And I'm you can and I feel like any answer you give me, Dom, is on the table. Is that okay. like you could say FCS, you right. could say still independent, you could right. say in you know, whatever, picking yeah. up whatever, you know, smaller conference. I feel like anything was on the table because I don't know if the and you can tell me better if I'm wrong here. No, I, I don't know I, if the folks at UConn knew where this thing was headed, and, I, well, and I'm still not sure they do. They don't. Uh, and one and one thing that's unique about UConn football, unique in a bad way, is that every week is a referendum on whether the program should even exist. Exactly. Right. Where, where in, in Connecticut? Right. In Connecticut, right. I get emails after every game saying, stop writing about UConn football. They, they need to drop the program. Now, there's no other program in the country that I could think of, no matter how bad they are, where their fans wanted to drop football. I maybe think Kansas that, football maybe had that for like a maybe. couple of years, maybe, when yeah. it got really bad. Like, but, you no, know, you, UAB dropped football. They brought it right back. Right. It, it would not make it. So, so that's the thing. UConn football, 
before Jim Mora got there, had to really fight every week for its mere existence. This year, at you know, I, I would not character, nor would Jim Mora, by the way, characterize it as a strong season. They were six and six. You know, they lost to Army and they lost a bowl game to Marshall. So they're not there yet. Uh, obviously, if UConn were to join the Big 12, the potential would be there to, to you know, rising tide lifts all boats to, for the, the Big 12 to drag UConn football up. But do you have the recruiting base around Connecticut to be able to do that? In the transfer era, you're more able to get by without that perhaps than you used to be, especially if you have a coach who can attract transfers like Jim Moore can. So as far as, you know, where football is going to be, um, you know, if I had to guess what's going to happen in the future, assuming that this Big 12 uh, idea doesn't, doesn't take hold, I think UConn could find itself as part of a new football venture that maybe includes other independents like UMass Army, et cetera, plus maybe some disaffected programs coming out of, you know, the American like Temple or out of the ACC as maybe a new football, Eastern football conference, football only. Boston College, maybe kind of along those lines, right? That would would include if, if the ACC implodes. Yes. Or if the ACC again loses teams and maybe they look to add, maybe they look to add UConn and somehow join up with the, you know, where UConn could almost be like a Notre Dame and they play ACC teams to help, help them fill out their schedule, you know, and be almost like a quasi member of the league. So I think that, I think UConn, I, I don't think UConn's football future is a dead end, especially if Morris stays, which mm. you always have to wonder about that. But I mean, if he's if he's not enjoying the hell out of himself doing what he's doing there, he's he's, he's putting pulling it over on me because he seems to love it. Seems to love the underdog role. Seems to love not having the expectations, as he said. Um, you know, uh, more than once last year, he got fired at UCLA for having a better year than UConn had, and and they've 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 all but all but all but elected right. governor. Uh, or at least <laughs> at least lieutenant governor since the, the right since the early yeah, early yeah. governor. I, I so uh, yeah. I want to I want to I want to ask you though about about you know and he and I, look if I'm him 61 years you know at, at 61 years old like kind of a great spot for him to be in. Yes. When I talk about the schools that join the league that would get the bump from being in Texas, you know. Sure, if you go to UConn, you, you know you could pitch Texas kids like, hey, you get to go home and play and say Texas right. a couple times a year. But that feels more applicable to Colorado and Arizona and even like San Diego State. I do. You, do you think that's the kind of advantage that applies to UConn football? And once again, like I think, I don't want to say last year was like an aberration, or whatever. But I, I just I I struggle in a conference that is based out of the state of Texas and them adding a member that really has just a, a very un, um, unclear future when it comes to the sport that is driving the ship. And it's the best basketball conference, sure. Right. It's better at basketball. But football is its the reason why they lost schools. It's the reason why they brought schools in. It's the reason that may, they might add some more schools in the pack. It's all football-driven. And in that sport, it's just it's not good enough to me to, to, to make them a member. Well, let's get back to, to the original point. You know, when, when – uh, of course, you're 26, so you might have more current knowledge on this than, than I would. My, my knowledge goes way back. But if you're at a dance, 
the potential partners that might not look so good at 10 o'clock start to look a lot better <laughs> when the lights go on at next fall. So, you know, if you're talking about five or six years ago, when UConn was begging to join a Power Five conference, the Big 12 being one of those schools they tried to join, you're absolutely right. Cincinnati and Central Florida and Houston looked a lot better to the Big 12 than UConn does. Now, uh, with these schools leaving the Big 12, I mean, they need to add schools. And they need to add schools that bring something to the table. Right. So at least UConn, obviously, they bring the great basketball. And they at least check the box in football. So, you know, it, it, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it would be, it would be much more ideal if Syracuse were looking for a new home, right? Right. Or that would be much more ideal for the big 12, but they're not. So, you know, UConn might be the best option for the big 12. If adding another big time school and getting in this part of the country is a priority for them, then yeah, UConn would be the way to go. UConn's football future would not be so uncertain if they joined the Big 12. Fair enough. They yes. would probably not be competitive in that league for quite some time. Uh, and yeah, you know, it, it's hard to, to imagine, as you say, selling on Texas kids that, all right, well, so you can't, you, you can't play at Texas. You can't play at, uh, at Texas Tech. You can't play at Oklahoma. But come to Connecticut and you could play against <laughs> But that's how Jim Calhoun built UConn basketball. UConn basketball. When it was at the absolute bottom of the Big East for years, he sold kids on the idea is Georgetown doesn't want you. Come to play for me and we'll go beat Georgetown. Mm. We'll go beat Syracuse. We'll go beat St. John's. And it worked. With football, it could help. But it would only be one piece of a puzzle. The main thing for UConn if they played in the Big 12 – is they would have to be transfer you for players that want to come play for Jim Mora, who could maybe get them to the NFL, teach them, coach them up, get them to the NFL, and maybe then have an opportunity to play. You know, UConn's actually well positioned for the transfer portal because they get kids, they get want to play. Kids want to play. Kids want to play from Power Five schools, and they get FCS stars that want to prove themselves. So, you know, I, and I would not be surprised, by the way, if UConn is better this year than last year. I think mm. they're going in the right direction. So, you know, does football – is football the ideal option for Big 12, UConn football? No, it's not. Yeah, right. But, you know, if look at what, what, what are their other options. Right. I, I've mentioned this too, the, the pricing part of this, and I don't mean to look at UConn as like a product, but like it's all a product, right? We're all mm-hmm. – we're talking money now. Yeah, this is uh, the, the thing is, is that it – so the pro rata that ESPN apparently has the big 12 uh, applies to power five schools, which UConn is not obviously. So I think it's pretty much assuming that, Hey, this is a school you're going to add. They'd be on a bit of an escalator like the other schools they add, you know, moving on up, which is good for the big 12 and good because the television companies are not shelling out tons of money as we're seeing right now. Uh, You know, a little bit of freeze with some of these things. So that, that, that is good news. And also I want to put this out there. I I think this is the big selling point to me. Just going back to hoops. I think Brett, your mark, might try to this has been mentioned if they add the right schools there is a chance they could try to sell a basketball a package that is going to feature yukon that features arizona that features kansas that features baylor that features houston and so now we're talking about something that in the in those winter months when there's nothing on premier basketball you know what if you want to do saturday night special if you want to do big if you want to make big monday 
what it was before. The Big 12 has that option. I think it's what they see. And so when I consider the, when I can take everything in, in, into consideration, the football part makes me want to say no. But when I think about price, Dom, and I think about also what it adds basketball-wise and the idea of in the future this being a here's a basketball A package, we're going to sell it separately. It's the best schools. It is they, you know, this package could account for, let's just say, for the last six national championships when it happens, that kind of thing. To me, I'm I I that's why I say, all right, this does make sense for what Brett well, Mark is trying to build. It does make sense. Yes, yeah, we all we all have heard the phrase. Uh, ad, infin ad infinitum that football drives the bus. Yes. And the question is, is uh, your mark really a visionary who envisions a day when basketball rides really does ride shotgun in a more meaningful way than it does. Mm. Does he, is he, a, does he have a vision also of a, of growth in women's basketball where you can add UConn to the right. schools you mentioned, like Baylor right. and Arizona and other schools that have that have yeah. strong program. Does UConn is that growing? And would having the the marquee pro one of the two or three marquee yeah. programs in women's basketball does that help grow the league in an area where there's growth potential? Hmm. And how much growth potential is there when you talk about TV content when there's nothing going on in the spring? When the Big Twelve does have a good baseball conference, and now you add base, now you add UConn to that, uh, you know UConn's a perennial contender in baseball. Yeah. So, and it would also get Big Twelve baseball into the Northeast. So, that would be the question from a football standpoint. Yeah, the big the Big Twelve would probably be is not going to get everything it wants by adding UConn, but if the idea is, hey, I see growth in these other areas. And maybe we can get that from UConn and get the football from somewhere else. Then maybe it does make sense. So it it, it really comes down to what's Brett Yormark's vision for growth in all of the different in in the big picture and maybe beyond just football. Last question for you: Where do you see this? Where do you you know? And I like I've been trying to be as realistic as possible with all of this, but where do you think this actually goes? Like, is this this end? You know. Uh, them in the Big 12 was end with, hey, I feel like we're kind of heading towards a, their sports maybe a bit scattered with where they are, and right. I mean the big sports, like they are right now. Where do you think this ultimately ends for UConn five, ten years? Take your, pick your time frame. Well, I think it ends in an option that we don't know about yet. Mm, okay. I think it, it ends in something like uh, uh, a new look ACC or a new look Big East, or a new look amalgam of the ACC in the Big East, or a new or a new league altogether for football. Uh, I don't know if UConn ultimately if if both. I mean, there are people in Connecticut who do not want to join the Big Twelve because Fair they don't want to play Central Connecticut, uh, Central Florida, and Cincinnati and Houston all over again. They don't want to travel to the Midwest. They don't want to lose the Garden. They don't want to lose you know, Providence, uh, Villanova, UConn. There are people that may not support it in Connecticut. The money may not add up if UConn does not become a full member of the Big 12 and reap all the financial benefits soon enough to offset what they're going to have to pay to get out of the Big East. So the, the numbers might not add up. Ultimately, we don't know if UConn is not a plan B for your mark and that 
it's or 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 leverage to help them get the other schools that they want from the right. other parts of the country. So I don't know if UConn. I, I think it's possible. Uh, it might be 50-50 that UConn mm. ends up in the Big Twelve. Mm. But I think I think both parties might have other preferences, and that fair enough. They might look at each other as more of a Plan B than a Plan A, or you know, gonna... Plan One B versus One A. Right. Uh, appreciate all your time. Tell the folks where they can find you and your work and all of its variety. Well, everything I do is on the Hartford Current's website, which is www.current.com. And uh, I'm at, at Amore Current on Twitter, so you could find my stories posted there. All right, Dom Amore of the Hartford Current, talking all things UConn, their future in the Big 12. Appreciate your time, and uh, maybe we'll talk again soon. We'll see how this thing goes. All right, you got it, Josh. Thank you for having me.